Thank you for tuning into Air and Earth, the podcast that lifts you up and keeps you grounded. I'm your host, Melissa Moffat, and I'm here to share some information that I've found helpful in my own life, as well as interview people on topics ranging from self-love of body, soul, and mind, social, environmental, and animal justice, mindfulness, business, relationships, ethics, and so much more with the intention of supporting you on your healing and growth journey as you strive to love yourself, those around you, and the planet just a little more. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Air and Earth Podcast, keeping you lifted and grounded. Today we have one of my favorite people on the show. Her name is Liz Fair. She's just, she's an incredible human being. I have been loving on her for probably about a, two years now. And um, we met over Instagram. I love her photography. I love her writing. Um, she's just one of those people that when I started reading her stuff, I was like, oh, this girl, she gets it. Um she just released a guide that is about connecting to your femininity. And today we are talking about what does that mean? What does that even mean? What is what is this like feminine masculine stuff that everybody's talking about? And we I love her approach. I really do. Um she's yeah, she's a smart cookie. So I hope you all love the episode. If you love it, please, please, please share on your story. And I love reposting those. I love seeing those shares. It helps out so much. Subscribe, leave a review, rate, do all the things that, that help out. If you love the show, it helps so much more than you know. And also, I just want to remind you all that there is some stuff coming up that you can check out. First of all, my course, Worthy, my nine-week-long mindfulness program is open for application. You can apply. There is a link down below in the show notes. This program is all about connecting back to your your inner power, your guidance, your your pathway in the world instead of just following <laughs> following what society is telling you to do or staying small because you're afraid this is about opening up about being inspired through community through the things that are driving you connecting to what those things even are so that you can lead a life that is fulfilled that is peaceful that is relaxed that is fun that is exciting that that is that you know that you deserve and and being able to be easy on yourself through the growing process, easy on yourself through the hard times, through the stuff that you have to let go of, knowing that you're enough. It's a great program. We're coming to the end of the first round of teaching the course and the people in the class, I'm seeing some really powerful changes in them. We have people who are shifting their career paths to do something that they really love. We have people who are going for trainings that they've been considering for forever. People who are like, okay, it's time for me to get myself out of debt. We have people who are taking the reins in their life and making things happen and deciding that they want to live their life to the fullest. And I'm just so happy to see this growth in these people. So you can check out the program, click the link in the bio, not the bio, the, <laughs> the show notes to learn more. It's a great program um, through community, through meditation, journaling, so many different mediums to get you into this place where you are really feeling connected to your purpose and your power and your sense of loving yourself and your sense of loving others and your gifts that you have to share with the world. Also, I have a retreat coming up in Iceland. It is from October 10th through 15th. It's with my friend Michaela, who I interviewed a couple episodes back. She's an incredible teacher. She's going to be teaching yoga. I'm going to be teaching a lot of meditation, journaling, mindset stuff. Um, We're going to have hiking and community building and 
It's going to be a really great couple of days. It's the best time of year for the Northern Lights. So check out that link in the show notes as well. Reach out to me if you have any questions. And actually through May 12th, you can get $200 off your retreat. So the code to use for that is LuminousU. Again, reach out to me if you have any questions at all, but the retreat is going to be amazing. So if you're craving an Iceland adventure, please come join us. And last thing, I want to remind you that if you're interested in starting meditation, journaling, in self-reflection, introspection, getting to know yourself so that you can make better choices and maybe be a little kinder to yourself through the process of your growth, check out my guides. They are linked down below. I have a guided meditation album that has a sweet little guide that walks you through different meditation practices, what the benefits are, and how to establish a practice. The meditations cover 12 different topics. And then building on that, I have the growth guide that includes that album and the meditation guide, but it also has journaling prompts and written reading exercises for 12 days to really get you into a place where you are growing, but from a place of loving yourself first. (laughs) So check out those guides. You can get 10% off by using the code podcast10 at checkout. And the link for that is down in the show notes. So those are all my announcements this week. Uh, I love you all a lot. So let's get into the interview with Liz. Hi, Liz. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for coming on Air and Earth. I can't wait to talk to you and steep all of your your wisdom and your creative energy and all of that onto the show. I'm so excited to talk to you. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So I just wanted to kind of jump into the first question. So... You just released a guide, and this is the first time that you've put something out into the world like this. Obviously, you've been creating for a while. You've been writing. You've been sharing all that kind of stuff, but like Mm -hmm. a big kind of package thing that people can use in their lives, Mm -hmm. and it's all about femininity. It's called Your Feminine Spirit, and it's a 21-day guided exploration, and I just want you to start off by kind of explaining why you chose this topic and why you wanted to create a guide for it. How did that come about in your life? Oh my goodness. Um, that's so funny. Cause that was something I was trying to think of before we did this. Cause I was like, where did this even all start? Um, but I actually, I think it started a long time ago. I think it started in business school when I was sitting in class with a finance professor and he made this comment about, him and his work life. And he was saying, do you think I show up to work as, um, I don't remember his first name, but so-and-so Graham, or do I show up as financial officer Graham? And he was like, no, I show up as financial officer Graham. Like that's my, that's my costume for the day. And inside I just, I cringed. I was like, I don't like that. I don't want to wear a mask to work. And I never knew what that feeling was. I thought it was this feeling of, oh, I'm not cut out for the business world. But it just, the more classes I took and the more that message is kind of portrayed, like, this is what you wear to work. This is how you be professional. Like, this is how you be in this world. And then you go home and take it off. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's the feminine, <laughs> right? That's yeah. We just to be. We don't want to act like someone else. And so that's where it kind of started this idea of something doesn't feel right. (laughs) Like walking in a very masculine society feels unaligned, but I didn't always have the verbiage for it um, until about three years ago when I started yoga and I started meditation and met amazing teachers and had got yoga certified and Reiki certified. And they talk about feminine energy. I was like, holy shit, what is this? <laughs> like, And you learn about that in business school, which is crazy. You learn about feminine versus masculine cultures, how you interact with these other cultures. Um, and yet it's something we don't, we don't actually talk about. Um, you don't learn about it. 
you learn about it in regards to business and how are you going to handle an Eastern culture who is very inclusive and very soft and they're not assertive and they're not going to be aggressive. And it's like, but I relate to that. That's how I want to be. I want to be in a group. I want to be in a community and that's femininity. (laughs) That's feminine energy. Mm. And oh my goodness. Yeah. It's been a roller coaster of three years of intense learning. Mm -hmm. And there was this other period in my life. Yeah. Three years ago. So that's, you can say like the real study started three years ago. Like the feeling started a long time ago of knowing, not knowing what my feminine energy was, but feeling it knocking at the door, like, Hey, like, this isn't, (laughs) this is for you. (laughs) And then three years ago, I was having, I was, I went on birth control and I was, I felt horrible. Like some women, it's a great thing, but I felt horrible. And I had to go do all this research on my own. I felt weird in my body. I felt weird sexually. And I just realized all of this knowledge that I had no, I'd never been given. Mm -hmm. Like it's out there and people know it, but they don't teach us about it. And I was like, why as a woman, do I know nothing about my body? That's insane. Yeah. Like, why did no one sit me down and really tell me the effects of birth control and like what to look for? They, they kind of throw it in there, but it's not enough. Mm-hmm. And that just started me on this path of like female empowerment, learn as much as I can to help as many women as I can, because I struggled with it. Mm. so badly and I have like since then there have been so many discussions with co-workers friends family who've been in that place of not understanding what's going on in their body yeah yeah <laughs> and having to like and giving me taking all this research and being like here take it <laughs> take it this is everything I know um and all of that all of that culminated into this the base of it is feminine energy, which is just so devalued in our society Mm -hmm. or misunderstood, or it's just kind of tossed aside. And I don't want it to be that way anymore. Um, So in my own learning and having to dig through stuff to learn about it and like dig through stuff just to find books about it, I couldn't just Google books about feminine energy. Like I had to dive deep. I had to listen to hundreds of podcasts. And um, so when I decided to make the guide, I wanted to create something that helps women start that process Mm -hmm. and put a bunch of stuff just in one place. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, it's something I could talk to death about. (laughs) And I do. I do. Maybe not always coherently, um, but it's something you have to feel. Like that feeling that I had back in school where a comment was made and internally I just went, no. Mm-hmm. Like that maybe for someone else that works, but for me it doesn't. And so the point of the guide is to just go through these 21 days of tuning into different aspects of the feminine, like your nurturing energy, your sensual energy, um, allowing and movement, like Mm -hmm. dance, going through that and helping a person, a woman specifically, I work mostly with women, um, determine what their feminine energy, how it expresses, what it feels like for them, and then take that into the world. Cause it's not the same for all of us. Um, and I think that's the hard part when you're reading a lot about it is you're like, well, I don't really feel that way or I don't know if that's true for me. And that's probably because it's not. Yeah. yeah. So this is a guide to really help you define it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I created. <laughs> I resonate with that a lot because I was in engineering school for a long time which I loved and it I love the logical part of my mind I love the like mathematics science like yeah like organized spreadsheety part of my mind 
But I got to a place where there's another part of myself too that's creative, that likes to sing, that likes to Mm -hmm. dance, that likes to be relaxed. And that part of myself, because I was so involved in classes and, you know, all of (laughs) everything that comes with getting up through a graduate degree in something, that part of myself was kind of like pushed aside. And I got to this place where I was like, I'm not creating anything anymore. Like, I don't feel like myself. I'm constantly stressed. I'm constantly being like trying to make things. I was, I would literally like do the dishes and be like trying to make it as efficient as possible. Mm-hmm. Trying to make oh, my yeah. whole life as like, yeah. quick moving and as like, like a freaking factory, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, and I was it's like, racing. this does not feel good to me. And the word feminine started popping up everywhere. And I was like, what, mm-hmm. what? You know, because I was not surrounded by, I didn't have like strong female figures in my life. I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had this like connection, like the sisterhood connection. Um, I had a few women, you know, but like not, I didn't feel it all around me like I do now. Like now I, I feel like I look around and I'm like, hey, my ladies, I love you. Like, yeah, feel, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really insane. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I was really excited about your guide and and like looking through it it's just it's really beautiful what you've put together so I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited for you thank you so we talk a little bit about kind of like you touched on it a little bit the differences between masculine and feminine and basically those mm-hmm. are just like two words but like what do what do they actually mean and maybe I think also, too, there's this, like, there's this, you know, misconception that, oh, you have to be a woman to embrace your... Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> or, oh, you have to be a man, so you have to be masculine, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the whole, like, oh my gosh. weird polarization of the two sides. So, could you tell no, me we've, about... we've really... <laughs> we've really minced those words. <laughs> so, what is... Yeah, what does it mean? What does it all mean? Um, so... Sorry, Hector's at the door. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> She's like blowing kisses to her. <laughs> so, right, masculine versus feminine. Okay, I'm really happy you said that because that is something where I think that's the first thing where people will get kind of turned off. If I were to sit here and say love is a very feminine energy, People would be very quickly to, quick to tell me, does that mean men can't love? Mm-hmm. Um, no, mm-hmm. their ability to love is part of their feminine. Like it exists in all of us. We both have feminine and masculine energy. Um, that's, I mean, it's yin and yang. That's balance. And you need both. Um, so the feminine, if you look at this broad definition, feminine energy is being. So being, allowing, accepting, embracing, masculine is doing. Mm -hmm. Another kind of thing you'll hear a lot is that the feminine, the masculine energy is the container and the feminine is everything within that container. So it's very fluid, moving, changing, growing energy. That also means it can fit any container that you box it into which isn't always a good thing. (laughs) So we have to expand um, to give it lots of room and help it grow. It's why we nurture it um, to give it this huge vessel to live in, not box it into this tiny little, this thing that we love to box women into, right? (laughs) We love to put parameters around them. We love to put parameters around gender. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But (laughs) I'm sorry, some of the most... I hope she listens to this. Um, my friend, she is probably the most feminine person I know. And if you looked at her, like she's fully androgynous. Mm-hmm. Like she wears men's clothes. She ha- cuts her hair short, but she is the most feminine girl that I know. Yeah, yeah. And so, femininity and masculinity has nothing to do with your sex or your gender. It's not specific to that at all. But that's such a common misconception. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy for people to fall down that hole of like, well, you're just saying I can't do this because I'm not a man or I'm not a woman. It's like, that's not even part of the equation. Mm -hmm. 
take it out, mm-hmm. get rid of that. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's creating an issue for men and women because men need to feel comfortable in their femininity too. Right. Yep. yep. That's especially if they want to be dads and partners um, and leaders, like you have to have an amount of softness and allowing. So yeah, I'm so glad you highlighted that. I, and let me talk about it. <laughs> well, I've also, you know, been interested in this whole process. And so I've listened to podcasts about it. And it always tends to come up this clarification that it's not like, like, oh, well, you're a woman. So you have to be like, you, you know, it's not saying you need to wear a dress and you need to, go mm-hmm. no, it's just learning how to like receive or learning how to like go with the flow a little more or be creative. Yeah you know, express those sides of yourself. And there's other words to describe it too, like feminine, masculine. Those are just two words to describe a feeling, an energy. You know, there's like lunar, solar. There's exactly. I I wish, oh my God, I heard this podcast the other day and there was a man who described, he had a different phrase to describe both sides but I don't remember it. So I'm no help at all right now. It's it's literally just descriptive words. Yeah. They're descriptor words. It's not something to like box people and the same, the same thing. And it can be misunderstood. Like the same thing with the word feminist. People are like, Oh, that means that you aggressive (laughs) like rule the world and down with the men. And we hate men. Yeah. Where it's not them to procreate. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty sure. I love them. They're great. (laughs) Yeah. So talk about like, I love how you brought up empowerment. So how Mm -hmm. does embracing your feminine side, this like creative side, this allowing side, how does that bring more power into your life? If that's something that you've been repressing? Oh my goodness. Um, that all has to do with vulnerability. So for everyone out there who's probably knows Brene Brown. I'm reading her. <laughs> Literally, I was like thinking about stuff I was going to ask you because I'm le- reading her latest book right now, um, Dare to Lead. And it's like so good. <laughs> so good. I know. I've heard such great things about that one. I haven't read it yet, but it's been recommended a few times. So now I have to go buy it. It's real good. Um. Right. So vulnerability, which is a big aspect of feminine energy. And that idea is as you step into your feminine, which is going to then in turn become this act of embracing yourself and who you are um, and being vulnerable, you start to enter this place where you truly define yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you're the one defining yourself, the opinions of others start to fade away. Mm -hmm. And so you you just kind of stop. Oh my gosh, if you guys had seen me in high school, I was the most insecure person. I was so hard. I had so many walls. I everything I did and said was based upon how other people would receive it. And I thought like those those aspects that I could be vulnerable about, which kind of gets into like shadows and your shadow self mm-hmm. and your quote unquote flaws. Um I use that as a I use that as a way to put up walls and to almost make myself feel better than others to be like oh. and to be like oh well you don't under you don't know my pain so you'll never understand me and that makes you a very very lonely person right And so the process of embracing yourself and learning vulnerability and instead of like hiding these insecurities you have Mm -hmm. and being honest about them, uh, it breaks those walls. (laughs) And you realize, first of all, no one was really judging you to begin with. Um, So you're holding all these people at bay who, who you just assume have all these opinions about you that they never had. Maybe a handful did. Or maybe one did, mm-hmm. but like not the majority. Um, and once you can be vulnerable and say, this is who I am and I'm okay with that, it brings people into your circle. Like it creates that community, yes, right? Like, oh, 
this person I can connect with because of their mm-hmm. experiences. And yeah. they're comfortable themselves and, and they feel good about themselves. And I want to be like that too. Yeah. And it, it becomes that, that thing where, where you kind of sit down and you say, for me, I'm a person who's constantly seeking permission from other people. Like I'm looking for validation. I'm looking for the permission. I guess for most of my life, I wanted that permission to be mm-hmm. vulnerable and no one was giving it to me because probably no one's going to give it to you. So then I had to sit down and say, if no one's giving it to me, can I give it to somebody else? Mm, yeah. So because I knew like my whole life, I knew deep down I wanted to be in communion with women. And yet I was building this wall to keep all of them out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I had to come to the decision, like, if that's what I want to do, I have to be the vulnerable one. I have to be the kind of weird one sometimes <laughs> who maybe overshares sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But I will say I've never once been vulnerable and open and shared and had someone look at me and judge me for yes. it. Like that's – and maybe people do it behind your back, but I, I don't think you're ever going to know. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, it's – I've like – Oh my gosh, especially when it comes to female health and my struggles with it, my struggles with hormonal birth control, candida, um, sexual shame that I never thought I would Mm -hmm. have, but I ended up going through. When I decided with just like my female friends and female coworkers, just be honest and open about it, it created these pathways of communication as women to be like, wait, I'm not the only one feeling this way. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just Mm -hmm. me. Like, that's okay. That's normal. Mm-hmm. And then you can actually kind of like work through it better and open up to mm-hmm. it instead of just like repressing it and being like, it doesn't exist. It's not there. I don't have these feelings. It's so yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. And normalize yeah. it. Like, like at my job where I work at the coffee shop, luckily it's a very laid back place, but I'm kind of known as that person that you could say anything to. Mm-hmm. You can say anything. You can express any emotion. You can share any weird like, uh, again, quote unquote, weird, like sexual thing, bodily thing. And I'm not going to be phased by it because I worked really hard to desensitize myself to my own sexuality and my own tendencies and be open about it. Mm -hmm. And you learn that people aren't as uncomfortable as you think they're going to be. Usually they're kind of relieved that (laughs) someone has finally said it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for women, because there are a lot of things that people don't think we should be saying or talking about. Um, Like this whole idea, the number of times I hear men or even other women say, like, they make the joke, women don't poop. I'm like, well, that's the biggest lie in the fucking world. And in high school, I would make myself constipated. Because I, I thought that was like... A gross thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm certainly not that way anymore. I, but I used yeah. to like not be cool with like pooping anywhere. And now I'm like, well. <laughs> I have heard about girls going to the doctor because they have an, a gut issue no. now because they just wouldn't poop with their boyfriends no. around. No. I wish I could remember what podcast I was listening to. It was, it must have been off the vine. It's like a, it's a bachelor podcast. And her confession was that. She had to go to the hosp- the hospital or the doctor because she wasn't pooping when her boyfriend was I can't home. Imagine. And I was like, girl, that's not okay. Yeah. We every everyone poops. Yeah. Okay. I'm making that clear right here for everyone listening. Everyone poops. Don't be weird about <laughs> it. Okay. <laughs> don't act like you don't. <laughs> A very important lesson. But that also can be like Okay, this, like, ridiculous, very, like, extreme example can also be true for other things that everyone has. Like, all the other, you know, everyone's been through hard stuff. Everyone feels bad about themselves sometimes. Everybody goes through feeling stressed. Everybody goes through comparing themselves. Everybody feels like they're not worthy of what they want to live, you know? Like, all of this stuff is normal that it comes up. And it, and it builds on us and it controls us because we ignore it, you know? And, mm-hmm. and then, Or we just, like, decide to handle it ourselves. Yeah. Guys, we are social beings. We're social yeah. animals. 
Nothing in life tells us we have to do it by ourselves. Are we capable? Sure. Do we have to? No. (laughs) That is another lie. We don't have to do anything alone. Not when we have this community around us. And that was a lie I lived for a very long time. Like, you know, they tell you, you'll be, you're stronger on your own Mm. or like an independent woman can do it by herself. But I was like, but a smart woman, a wise woman knows she doesn't have to. (laughs) Exactly. It's going to save a lot of energy. Oh my God. (laughs) Not doing that. (laughs) That's such a good Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's one that really gets me. Like right now. That is so good. An independent woman can do it on her own, but a wise woman knows she doesn't have to. That is so good. Yeah, that is what I learned as a nanny. I was a full full time nanny for three kids, and one was a newborn. And I remember sitting there. She wasn't sleep. She was like she was pretty colicky, not going to sleep. I was like about to cry. I was like so frustrated, and I just realized I was like women were never supposed to yes, do this. Yes, we had our girl, oh. which expands. To this bigger yeah. thing of we were never supposed to do we this. We don't to take care of baby when it comes out. We need someone who's done it, who's like learned all this stuff. Yeah, the baby comes out. We're we like, support. what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that thought, like, it trickles out, right? That's true of everything. We don't have to do this alone, and we weren't supposed to. This age where we are very solitary, like we feel really connected because of social mm-hmm. media and because we can contact people easily. Um, which is amazing, especially if you use it as a way to like for support, but that's not really the natural way Mm -hmm. of living, Mm -hmm. right? That's why we feel when we, when we're spend too much time alone and that comes from an introvert, like I like my alone time, but too much of it and you get depression and anxiety and just totally disconnected from yourself. Like you spend all this time alone with yourself and I'm like, who am I? Exactly. (laughs) You need yeah. people. Well, when you when you have people around you, it shows you what you're capable of, like what how, how you can add value, and that's when you feel your best is when you're like adding yeah. value to someone else's life. And mm-hmm. it's so interesting that you brought up how like technology. I'm about to nerd out for a second. It like blows my mind <laughs> because it's it's you know forever we were we were in these community-based systems where, you know, the grandparents would help the parents and it was all like about the family unit and survival. And because survival was so tough, it was like, okay, we have to come together. We have to grow food. Mm -hmm. We have to hunt. We have to build shelter, like all this stuff. And then technology came along and it, it was like, okay, we can clean our water now. We can build shelters And then, like, even more technology, we can communicate with people on the other side. We can build these, like, massive empires based on computers and things like that. And it pulled us out of this survival. You know, like, we're not as – a lot of people in the world, there's a lot of people who still are focused on survival. um, But a lot Mm -hmm. of people aren't as focused on survival. They're more focused on, like, um, our fear has not been put into survival anymore. It's more into, like – making money and things like that, finding security that, but now it's like social mm -hmm. survival. And it like, it, it like broke us apart. Our, our family unit our and it doesn't have to be just Mm -hmm. like family, but we're, we're starting to come back together now because we're realizing that we've lost that connection. So I'm really interested to see how we can take technology that creates, you know, so many comforts for people and we're we're recognizing again that we need to be sharing and helping others, but we have the ability to help people across the world from us now. We come back to that natural cycle of like, okay, we need to share, we need to support each other, we need to give to each other. It's yeah, it blows my mind. Yeah. Technology is crazy. To think when we were when we were like what? Cell phone probably was a big thing by the time high school yeah. came. Like maybe a little bit in middle school, but you still just had you still just texted. You couldn't really do yeah. anything else. Yeah. And to think of what it is today. Oh my gosh. I I don't know how younger girls do it today because yeah. there is so much. There are imagine the messaging we grew up with and how embedded it is like today. Yeah 
how many stories we collected because of it, toxic mm-hmm. ones, um, and then amplify it for every time they wake up before they go to sleep. They're seeing it nonstop. Yeah. And that's why we have to, like, you feel that obligation now. And I, I think we see it starting to change or maybe maybe that's the, like, naivete of the community that we're yeah. a part of. Um, well, I see it the in, yoga in, community, with, but, like, pop stars and stuff, too. They're starting to be more, yeah. like – they're starting to speak up for, you know, like they're getting more interested in politics. They're talking about like sustainability issues. They're, you know, mm-hmm. like there is still a lot of pressure about like looking a certain way, but I think it's slowly. Okay, good. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm very I can say that. It's though, starting to change. I mean, it's, it really does depend where you focus. Like I always try to be like, okay, we're doing better, <laughs> but like, Yeah. But it, but it, that's really why you feel that obligation. Now, I don't know, especially as a girl who definitely struggled with it growing up um, and that feeling of unworthiness and not enough and I don't like my body and I don't, I don't like my clothes, I don't like my this, that, and the other. Like you want to send out the messaging of, no, embrace it, love it, because people are seeing this, young people are seeing it every single day. Yeah. And if you can just get to one of them, Maybe they'll tell their friends yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so much that young girls need to know. There's so much I wish I had known as a young girl that doesn't get talked about and really needs to change. Yeah, it's true. Like sex ed mm-hmm. needs to change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, talking about different energies needs to change. Oh, everything about gender That's- needs to change. Like that needs to start being yeah. taught, you know? and normalized from a young age so you don't grow up and you're kind of like I don't know what I'm doing yeah Yeah. why do I feel like I should be different like I feel a different way you know like like children who I think this is slowly getting better too like I, I remember being in school and like people you know kids coming out and being picked on for it and all that kind of stuff like really like you know it was and shunned or just even like even before people are coming out that comment oh and I still cringe when I hear it or see it especially among younger kids um the like oh that's so gay and I'm like yeah no 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 no. please don't we work so hard on that let's keep going forward and I think I I spend a lot of time with well not so much in the past like few years but I spent a lot of time with you know like middle school high school age I taught ballet Mm -hmm. I taught dance for a long time right and I was amazed at how how and I was in a small town too in Tennessee, you know. But these kids were so aware <laughs> and so oh, like amazing. tolerant, and I think it's moving more towards like it's cool to embrace who you are. It's good yeah. to to love others for their differences. You know, I really think you know, we'll just keep seeing progress. I think we've been seeing progress. I think we'll keep seeing progress. And, but because people, you know, like we have to have these conversations. Yeah. It's people like us coming out and talking about it. Right. Like putting our own insecurity aside. Yeah. And starting the conversations so that they don't have to have as hard like there'll be conversations but they won't be so hard and they won't be so taboo by the time they're this right age. yeah they'll be they'll be trying something else they'll be like improving on something else mm-hmm. you know yeah and hopefully something that like will save our right <laughs> I was literally I was like like climate change that's gonna be a good issue so that they can focus their energy into I mean, right now, this is, like, a big issue. But once we've conquered it and helped them to feel normal in it and accepted and embraced and loved, then they can put their energy in the next big yep. change that needs yep. to happen. Oh my so, yeah. I love this conversation. 
I know, me too. I feel like the biggest geek right now. It's, it's good. I knew it was going to be like this. <laughs> I was very excited. Okay. Oh my God. This is what I do to my coworkers. I'm so sorry for them. Do you want to talk about <laughs> feminine empowerment and how? Like, yeah. I love it. It's so good. It's so good, though. It needs to be talked yeah. about. It's very important. But I want to, okay, I want to oh ask you about something else. Um, so I want to okay. talk about creativity with you. And just like the process mm-hmm. of creativity. Um, I, I, we, okay. So for everyone listening, Liz and I had a lot of communication back and forth whenever she was creating her guide and mm-hmm. all the feelings that were coming up. I was like, I know these feelings. <laughs> I know these feelings. And it's I so had scary. people who were there for me when I was first being like, okay, I want to start creating. I want to start putting things out into the world. I'm going to like make a podcast, do all of these things. Holy shit. That's terrifying. And I had people who were there (laughs) saying the same stuff to me being like, it's scary, but you got to keep, you got to keep going. You got to keep opening up. You're like, you got to keep doing it. So can you talk about that process for you? And yeah, just dive in. Yes. And before I even dive into that, there's a comment I really want to make about that because you and I have kind of been doing this this somewhat parallel, although you're like a couple steps ahead tango, like with yeah. our journeys. Yeah. Like you did the meditations as I was talking to friends about like, what if yeah. I created meditations? And that was an opportunity where I could have sat, and this is why we need women supporting women. I could have sat and been like, like envious or be like, oh, well, she's doing it. Oh, so I can't. And yeah. I did, I remember I messaged you and I was like, I just want to say, I'm probably going to do this, but I don't want you to think I'm copying you and then taking it. And instead of like seeing you as um, a competitor or as, or just as someone I couldn't watch instead of being like, can you help? Yes. I love that you brought this <laughs> up. Like women, that's important. Women, want to help each other. So don't be afraid if you see someone doing something similar to what you want to do, just yeah. ask them. Because as someone who's now done it and knows how hard it is, I want to turn around and help everyone I know. Being like, you want to do this? Uh, let me tell you what to not do. Let me paper. Do. <laughs> Record this conversation. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm so glad you brought yeah, that so up. Like, that is so important because like, a lot, you know, I work with a lot of women and what comes up a lot is like feelings of comparison, feelings of like, you know, not being enough, all of that kind of stuff. It all all comes back down to that root of like feeling like we're not enough, that unworthiness. But it's like, if you have that feeling of comparison, you know, if you like compliment a woman. Yeah. Oh my, that's a huge practice. Anytime you feel envy, Send them a nice exactly, and then it just like opens you up, and you gain an ally instead of like you said, a competitor. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's incredible. It's and important. like we did similar <laughs> things, really but it's different. And but it's different. people it's need so different, different things. People de- need different spins on things. We're all we all have individual yeah. gifts, and so like seeing someone do do something similar should never stop us. Mm-hmm. And even if it was the same thing, like different approaches, exactly. different voices, different energies, like you could talk about the same thing, but some people are going to like one energy, some mm-hmm. people are going to like the other, mm-hmm. like that's just the way of life, but there is room exactly. for everyone. Exactly. <laughs> There's more than enough. Um, I love that you so yeah. that up. Thank you. But back, back <laughs> to the original question of the process of creating, um, Well, the idea came really hard and fast. Probably it was after Christmas where I'd been doing all of this work on femininity. I had done a lot of shadow work. I mean, if anyone follows me on Instagram back when I was posting all the like moody, foggy pictures, like I was in a place Mm -hmm. of shadow work, which is actually a deep place of feminine work, um, that embracing, accepting, allowing, Um, and as I came up for air, I was like, oh my God, I need to help other people like start, not necessarily figure everything out because you can't right away, but just to start. And I was like, 
guided like guided meditations, um, something to help women just start building that connection to their feminine. And so I had the idea. I bought my microphone. I it happened really fast. I the idea and the starting to collect everything I needed happened fast. And then <clears throat> three months later, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. So it could have been released sooner. I could have done things faster, but you're also creating and putting out something that comes from within is really intimidating. Um, so there was definitely this process of part of the journey of creating is not just the act of creating. It's breaking down every barrier that's going to hold you back from putting your creation out in the end. And that needs to be taken into account. When you create something, it seems like, oh, I'm just going to do it all and it's going to be done and I'm going to put it out. But there's a lot of internal work that you have to do too. It's going to show you all of your fears. It's going to show you all of your insecurities. It's going to make you question yourself and doubt yourself. It's going to challenge you. You have to prove how badly you want it. You have to show up. But a lot of the time in creating is probably breaking that down. The making meditations wasn't hard. hard. Making videos wasn't hard. But every breath in between was the stillness comes up and all the doubt comes in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then people start asking you questions and they know what you're working on. They want to know all about it. And you're like, "Mm, I'm ready. I have no idea how to describe what I'm actually doing. Yeah, or you want to play it down like, oh, it's it's probably not as good yeah. as people think yeah. it is. Um, yeah, creating is a process that will turn you inside out. <laughs> and it's so rewarding in the end, but it's so scary. And God bless all of my friends who sat and listened to me as I worked through mm-hmm. every fear thought because they come yeah. up. <laughs> um, but you just have to stick to that first idea that you had and whatever mission lays behind it. Because usually you don't just have an idea. There's, there's usually some big drive behind it, like helping women for me, helping women, empowering women, making the feminine more valuable and more recognized in society. If I want to do that, I have to do this, right? Like I have to do the scary thing. So you have to come back to not, it's not always about what you're creating, but the why mm-hmm. am I creating it? And you have to get really clear on that and make that yes. far more important than potentially failing or any fear and anxiety that comes up because they'll come up. <laughs> but you have to make that much louder. And that's where having a support team comes into play. Like having women who believe in you and who support you and can hold that space for you when you're not always able to. I love that. Perfectly said. Perfectly (laughs) said. I mean, it's hard and it's scary, but it's like you said, it's so rewarding and it transforms you, you know, it makes you look at the Mm -hmm. stuff, you know? Because if you're not looking at the stuff, you're just going to stop. And it makes you look at, it makes you, exactly. like you said, question why. Why? <laughs> it's so yeah. important. Because there will be a few whys, but you have to have the, yeah. the big why. And that has to sit, that has to resonate deep within you. Um, it can't, that's the one thing that you can't, you're never going to be able to copy from someone right. else, Right. Um, because it's, it's so deep, it's an intuition, it's your gut and it can look like someone else's, but it's going to sit inside of you. Like, Oh, I have to do this (laughs) and you're not going to have much of a choice. And if you don't actually do it, you're going to talk about it a lot until everyone's like, Hey, can you just like Mm -hmm. do something? You're going to ignore it and then you're going to regret it later. Yeah. 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 That's a tough one. But Yeah. This is such a beautiful conversation, honestly. I'm so thankful. So I have one last question. 
and then we'll wrap up. So I ask this to everyone. It's the Air Nurse Podcast, lifting you up, keeping you grounded. So what is something that is keeping you feeling lifted, like happy, excited, light? And what's something that's keeping you grounded currently? Mm-hmm. Um, Hector Aww, always makes me feel grounded. Which is really special. Um, but actually, my I do yeah. meditate every morning. Nice. And um, I do focus a lot on the root chakra because I have this belief somewhat newfound that we're kind of like plants. So if you pour a lot of attention and energy into your root, which is often neglected in the pursuit for like Mm -hmm. enlightenment Mm -hmm. and higher being, um, you're just going to naturally have an inclination to grow towards the light. So really focused on the root chakra right now. And then what's lifting me up is like all the women in my life (laughs) my friends yeah even work even though it's kind of monotonous sometimes the people there people lift me up a lot (laughs) I love that well I just want to thank you so much again for coming on yeah it was such a great conversation honestly that was like that was that was really great that was really great and I want to remind everyone two things Check out if this conversation, if you're like, heck yes, I need some of this in my life. Like everything Liz is saying is like incredible. Check out her guide. It's 21 days. It'll take you through meditation. It'll take you through practices. It'll take you through journaling to get you into a place where you're like tapping into that side of yourself. And it really can empower you in this way. Um, The link to that. Idea. Idea. Let's do a discount oh, yeah. code for people who... All right. Yeah. All right. What's the code? Yeah. So the code can just be... Yeah. What, Let's air and Earth? Do, yeah. You want? Air. The air, air with... Sand. Yeah. The earth. ampersand. Air with the ampersand and Earth. And you'll Yay. just get Okay. So that's down below. That's linked in the show notes. So check that out. It's incredible, honestly. I... I have the guide. I love it so far. I'm not always through it, but I love it so far. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone should be able to work through it yet. It's been so funny. Also, <laughs> yeah. That would be impressive. Um, also, I want to remind you all that Liz is going to be teaching a guest teacher in Worthy, which is coming up in June. So, yeah, if you love this conversation and you want a deep dive, check out that too. So I'm so excited that you came on the show. I'm so excited to have you later, like, collaborating with stuff I'm doing. And I'm just really thankful for you. I'm really thankful for you. You were such a big help with everything I've done in the last few months. You're a big help. And now in the aftermath, when it's even harder sometimes. It's like, oh shit, we actually did it. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I listened to your last podcast this morning, and I was, and you were like, the fear doesn't go away, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. You don't just like no. get to this place where it's like, oh, I'm done here. Exactly. Surprising, right? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, everyone listening in, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Lots of love.